I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Who are the coolest dudes on the planet? United United States States veterans. What's the coolest sport on the planet? Pro Pro wrestling. wrestling. And what would be the coolest podcast on the planet? That would be this one. U.S. Military Vets Talking Pro Wrestling. This is the No Shave Man Cave. Two badass disabled vets sharing their love of pro wrestling, giving you their perspective as fans, talking about current events and matches, history of titles, and who knows what else. Let's do it. Welcome, Welcome to the, the No Shave Men Cave. Now your hosts, Ellie Chair and Jay Tilly. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever, whenever you're catching us here in the No Shave Man Cave. I'm Ellie Jair. And I'm Jay Tilly. Thank you for joining us here today. Uh, J- JT and I were sitting here in the sunshine state of Florida, but Rampage came from the Valley of the Sun in Arizona, and that crowd was, uh, I felt like they were above average, and uh, maybe because I I had the the thought that WWE's ramp, um, WWE, the Friday Night Smackdown, that crowd in Indiana was good. It might just be because the crowd was almost three times the size because of the, the venue that they were at. But I, uh, I really appreciated the crowd and the commentary and the show all in all. What'd you think? Yeah, I agree. Uh, the one thing to remember about SmackDown though, is it's usually recorded after dynamite. So those people are tired. So I think the yeah, fact that uh, the Andretti and Sammy match and the Aussies and young blood got, got kind of some good pops and got a, this mm-hmm. is awesome chant and got the crowd up is, is uh, definitely a testament to what those, groups of wrestlers can do uh yeah. because they just went through uh and and they could have taped a dark or a dark elevation before that so you're talking true. four hours of wrestling before they get yeah. to the rampage recording so that's uh true. and i've sat through those and you do get tired and as much as you yeah. really want to cheer some of the, your, your top favorite people yeah. that come out on rampage 
it's a little hard to yell and scream when you've been doing it for three hours ahead of time. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm looking to see the exact size of the stadium that they were at. So they came to us from the footprint center in Phoenix. And, uh, yeah, I thought, uh, I thought it was good. The build up to the show, I really appreciated. And just like we were talking previously, they were talking about how, how, uh, Lance Archer was returning with Jake, the snake Roberts. Yeah. I'm like, huh. And you would, you would point it out like very strategic, uh, you know, timing. And, um, it, it, I thought it was really good, very timely. And, uh, Lance looked great and we'll, we'll get into his match, but the, the way the show opened and then you had Jericho (laughs) in the booth and Jericho, um, you know, even in his tweets, like when he exchanges back and forth with us, yep. or or uh, some of the on the uh, on screen antics that he <laughs> that he does. Oh man, it's uh, yeah. I, I thought and yeah, I loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, Jericho is fantastic <laughs> on the mic. I have such a good time when he like. I wish he would do dynamite. I know he shows yeah. on. He's got to be on the show to be on the show. But yeah, I I really enjoy him on the stick and. You know, maybe when the JSA is done and he decides to step down from wrestling, which I hope is not soon. I think he's still got it in him. Uh, I wouldn't mind watching him take on the commentary thing full time. Yeah, yeah. So the Footprint Center um, in a in and it's called General Seating. They can sit eighteen thousand. So um, and they did about a third of that. So yeah. it wasn't it wasn't a very big crowd. So they just did the bowl for that. So, but yeah. like you said, I thought uh, Jim Ross, Chris Jericho. They had some funny stuff, and they've known each other for, you know, twenty years or whatever. And uh, Excalibur has has uh, brought it down a little bit. He actually won an award on the uh, Wrestling Observer for commentary. So yeah, kudos kudos to uh, Excalibur yep. and um, and twenty one Booker of the Year again. Yep, yep, yep. So I think he's going to have uh, his hands full this year, though. I. I I really think that uh, Triple H is doing a magnificent job. The all of the wrestlers in every company are doing a great job with what they're given. But I, I think just with uh, the fresh blood being in, injected in there, what he's doing and how they're um, developing the NXT Bubba's to come up to the main roster, I think that'll be a lot of fun. But I don't, I don't see AEW slowing down anytime soon. I think uh, you know they're they're you know, going to continue to improve. Maybe Tony needs someone in his ear to uh, sort of help him with some of the storylines to uh, manage the show and get to get, you know, get some of the women on, um, on and some strong storylines, but for the most part, man. Yeah. But the, but the women thing is not just an AEW problem. It's a wrestling problem because it's the same thing. We matter of fact, we just went on a little tangent between recordings it's the same thing with WWE. Like they, they don't, the stories for women just don't get as much attention and I don't understand why. And I know there's, you know, the, the WWE hardcores that'll say, well, we have better storytelling than AEW. And then there's AEW hardcores that say, well, ours is better than WWE. It's not, I hate to break it to you guys as a, as a fan of wrestling in general. The only place that I know that books women wrestling amazing is stardom over in Japan. And that's because it's an all women organization. I, there's just no, and I think it can be done. I don't understand that the thought process of why not just treat it the same, build the same stories, do the same things. 
Um, even with the one going on with uh, Soraya and Tony Storm and all that, like it could be a good story. I just don't know why they're not giving it time to develop. Right. And you can't say it's the talent because no. you've got people like Tony Storm and Jamie Hayter. On the other side, you've got Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair and Becky and Bailey and you know New Japan's got Monet now. It, it, there's there's plenty of really talented female wrestlers yeah. out there, and the fact that nobody's broke that net that nut to say, hey, we could really plan these better. Because again, WWE, like, not to harp on them, but they lost Tony Storm because they put her in a program with Charlotte to get pie in her face. Like yeah. that's a storyline. I mean, come on. I just, I'll say it's gotten better from, let's say, the Attitude Area era when it was prints around a bikini, pillow yeah. fight matches, mud wrestling, but it shouldn't be taking this long. Uh, and, and if we'll get into more of it, um, we're going to do a podcast during next month for Women History Month, um, talking about women's wrestling. Uh, we're going to talk about our kind of our top top performers and 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 some of the history in wrestling and women's wrestling, but. I, I don't get it. I, I just, I think there's so much potential there. Uh, if people would just stop looking at it as, oh, they're women, just they're wrestlers. Build them in a yep. storyline like any other wrestler. Yep. I heard Sorry, that. I went on a tangent there. No, hey, speaking of wrestling, uh, the Aussie Open and the Bucks open the show. <laughs> and um, the Bucks don't look like they're in the same like physical condition they were, say, like six months ago. And I think they're both. Uh, dealing with some back injuries, so I don't I don't know if they're able to to uh, you know do the same stuff that they can you know what they used to be able to do. And Aussie Open for those who who don't follow New Japan very much, um, Aussie Open are the sidekicks for Will Osprey. And I tell you, the uh, that tag team was boom. They were hitting on all cylinders. Uh, not that uh, Matt and Nick weren't doing a great job, but you had Fletcher and Davis, who are the uh, who are the uh, the Aussie Open guys. They were they really put in the work, and it that tag team match was was definitely uh, a banger to open the show. Yeah, absolutely. Some of the the offense they pulled out uh, in general was really strong. Um, yeah, I was excited to see Aussie Open. I was a little disappointed we didn't get a little interaction between them and Kenny Omega. Yep. Uh, just because of the United Empire storyline and the fact mm-hmm. that, you know, he took the title from Will Ospreay. And we just kind of focused it on just a match to have a match because they could have built some story out of that. But I understand it also because they're building the, the House in Black story. Yeah. So I can understand not trying to get too too crazy in it. But yeah, it was a, it was a hard-hitting match. There were some moves, uh, that brain buster that I think it was Nick oh. or Matt took was just, I'm like, how does that guy not dead? Yeah. And Nick. then, um, yeah, just, I, I can't even go through all the spots. I would say if you want to watch a good match, like tag team match, that's one worth checking out on YouTube. Absolutely. You can find it. It was definitely worth it. Strong match, pretty good storytelling throughout. Um, I think the injury thing you're talking about is part of storyline though, okay. because they've been trying to sell that they're banged up since their seven match series with, uh, the triangle. Death okay. Triangle. And so they use that as the reason they lost to uh, Top Flight a couple weeks ago. Oh, and okay, that makes sense. They they talked about it a little bit and why AR Fox and Top Flight, because they did they cut that promo on Dynamite before mm-hmm. they set up, well, two weeks ago, before they set up that other that rematch for the trios that they were banged up. So I think it's just them 
long-term st- storytelling hey. their injuries. Yeah, that's, which is that's pretty cool. really nice. Yeah. And like you said, I think they could have done some really nice cross, cross promotion work had uh, they had the Aussie Open and uh, Omega interact. Yep. Considering um, allegedly we've got the Forbidden Door 2 Oof, happening in June. Now you have four months to build this. So obviously this will all right. work out. And there's going to be a lot of politics that plays into who goes over and who gets over and are we going to drop know, any titles to this? So, but yeah, somebody dropped a, uh, I think it was uh, somebody on Twitter. It's going to bother me now. Cause I want to give them a shout out and I can't think of it, but they dropped some potential, what they would like to see. Now I'm going to look up who it was just to give them the proper shout out. Um, but they dropped some potential matches they would like to see at forbidden door two. And one of the match graphics they dropped was, uh, Takeshte versus Okada. And I went, yes, please sign that up. Yes, I want to see that. And the other one was Takeshte versus Will Ospreay. And I'm like, oh "Oh my gosh, do it. Let's do them both. I'm down for both of them. Uh, I'm trying to look uh, it up so I can give them their props. Yeah, there's talk of a uh, intergender tag team match with um, Omega and Monday versus, uh, you know, it probably Will Ospreay and uh, Kyrie Zane probably or you know, somebody uh, of the proper caliber. So while you do that, we'll, we'll jump through the match. So yeah, I'll just, I'll, yeah. I'll just tag them in Twitter when we, when we put this out, but cool. I don't cool. want to yeah. waste so time we, looking it up. <laughs> so we had Aussie open against the uh, young bucks and they were hitting right from jump. And, um, you know, hopefully they warmed up and uh, the trainers were nearby. That's all I was thinking during the whole match. <laughs> yeah, uh, for real. they were flying all over the place and the speed that they move at, I am very, very impressed with them. So they're going through the match there. Uh, there's a spot where Fletcher and Nick are in the middle of the ring and they exchange eight elbows each. <clears throat> and I was like, talk to me, goose. That's yeah. the sign <laughs> where, uh, you know, uh, Maverick is standing there holding dog tags because uh, goose is gone. And I, I thought someone is going to get knocked out. So they go through, um, have some uh, more exchanges. They hit a rope spot. And then um, Fletcher picks up Nick. And Fletcher's the smaller of the two. Yep. And uh, picks him up to suplex him. And he's holding Nick up in the air. And then he hands him off. I'm sorry. So Davis picks him up, who's the bigger of the two. And then uh, Fletcher gets him. So he still got him up in the full, fully extended uh, suplex position. So Nick is upside down on the shoulders of an Aussie Open member. Uh, Fletch comes over, gets him, and suplexes him down. And <laughs> I've never seen someone hand someone off in a suplex position. Yeah. Uh, kudos to uh, to to all three men and. Uh, you know, that's that's what I'm talking about, like the trust that wrestlers have with one another, with each other and their bodies and essentially their lives. And uh, yep. I, that was um, I would give that um, that alone four beards for that match. And, you know, there were a couple of spots that uh, that everybody stopped and like it was almost like they were moving too fast and they skipped over something but couldn't go back. And they paused, and then everybody got back into the ring, and it was kind of a slobber yeah. knocker. But 
Um, and then the lights kept going on and off. And I was like, man, here we go. It's happening. This is yeah. happening. So uh, great match. Uh, the elbows in the middle of the ring, phenomenal. And um, they go to hit the uh, BTE trigger. They crack knees together. A uh, couple more exchanges. Someone goes flying out the ring. Uh, Davis ends up on the floor. And they, um, the brothers nail Fletch and get the, uh, get the three count and lights go out again. And I'm like, whoa, here we go. So good, uh, good overall match. Great, great start to the show. Hot as usual. And again, like Bully and a lot of other people are saying, if I got a hundred bucks and, uh, yeah. I'm looking for a wrestling show, I'm going to an AEW show. Yeah. I, I tell you, man, uh, if you don't have the bucks in one of your top five lists for best tag teams, you're not understanding what tag team is. I just, I understand the, that people think the, the flippy floppy stuff or whatever is, but they structure a match so well and everything they do, they, they tell such a great story from beginning to end in their matches. Uh Yes. I understand a lot of their stuff is very cooperative, but man, it doesn't matter. Like, it's just like this big adrenaline shot and you watch Uh and you're like, these guys are trying to kick the shit out of each other. And it's just, I really enjoy them. Uh, yeah, I've been a Young Bucks fan for a long time. And so seeing them on the big stage and then Aussie Open, same thing. They're a really good team. Yeah. If you haven't watched some of their stuff, uh, New Japan, they're pretty strong. A lot of it, New Japan wrestles a little differently. So it was kind of cool to see them in this match because you got to see a little different style. Yeah. But uh, definitely, um, definitely worth watching good match and like you said they were the when they were going for the melta driver and had him in the tombstone thing and then uh, oh yeah. it was davis reverses it into his own tombstone i was just like what is going yeah. on here kicks him in the leg and they uh tombstone their own tag team part oh yep yeah i forgot about that yeah. one too yeah yeah yeah, yeah good the, stuff uh, when you talk about the new japan style so what you know we'll do a uh, wrestling 101 on uh welcome to wrestling and you know the way north american wrestling they'll they'll land closer to the middle of their back or flatten like when they land they uh try and increase the surface area to distribute the impact new japan they have a tendency to land higher up on your shoulder almost like neck area and that that tombstone or I'm sorry, that um, muscle buster or a brain buster that they dropped, man, just uh, that is it. The, the elbows, those sharp knees that they do when they they do the double fingers. Uh, yep. The BTE trigger, the the you know basically everything that <laughs> that Omega does, and uh, just super impressed with the match, the way it was put together. Um, I'd be interested to see who the producer was. It was probably. The Bucks and so, Omega, they produce their own match, but it yeah, was well, and, very, and you know, very strong. Uh, Rick Knox, they're the guy yeah. that referees all their matches. He's their producer on most of their matches. Mm. So that's why if you ever notice, uh, especially in AEW, and I think if you go back to Ring of Honor, he is the mm. referee in most Young Bucks matches because he helps produce it, and then they kind of produce it on the fly sometimes. Okay. Yeah, so yeah, he, he's kind of like yeah. in-the-ring producer, which is kind of cool. Yeah. But okay, also, yeah, that makes the, sense. Yeah, because there yep. was a spot where all four were in the ring, and um, he tapped, he tapped uh, on his right side, 
on his right leg and a couple uh, Davis slid over to the right. Like, yep. Hey, you're, you're out of position. You got to get, you got to get to where you need to go. So all in all, great match. Uh, great funny. start to the show. Awesome. I, I just, I just said that and I'm sitting here thinking, I'm like, wait a minute. I don't think, uh, I don't think Rick Knox refereed that match. I think it was Bryce Rumfield for this one, but I will say he does do most of theirs. Yeah. Uh, and just another quick note, when I talk about new Japan style, Yes, the way they take their bumps, but also the way they storytell is a little mm-hmm. different. New Japan, yeah, it's a lot slower of a burn. Their matches go fifteen to twenty minutes, whereas yeah. North American audience attention span is not that long, so they yeah. they tend to speed through this stuff. But yeah, yeah, good uh, stuff. Yeah, the way New Japan they'll they'll try and hit a pin early, they'll hit their finisher or a setup uh, or, or signature move uh, early, and then they try and work their way back up to the to the top yep. of the mountain so yeah good stuff uh kudos to uh the young bucks and uh you know they should be very proud of that match and uh slowly slowly turning a uh, lifelong wwe fan um to be a <laughs> aew i don't think i'll be a mark but um i'll, I'll be a jair so that'll work out so uh <laughs> so they cut to commercial and now we're backstage with the best friends and um, I'm not sure what Chuck Taylor's like character is supposed to be. It's almost a sloppy Orange Cassidy, maybe. Yeah. Like he doesn't really care, and I'm gonna wear whatever I want. And um, you know, Trent, you know, looks phenomenal. His gear looks great, even when you know he was very uh, he him and uh, is it Rico his his uh, previous tag team partner Rocky Romero uh, Romero thank you yep um Rapungi Vice they were on the upswing they were getting ready to win win the uh, junior heavyweight tag team championships AEW opens up Trent wants to come back to the states and now we're here with uh with the best friends yep. so they uh so they get attacked backstage with a pipe and the um the guns with Lee Moriarty and Big Bill and Bill looks bigger <laughs> and taller and more massive every freaking week. Yeah. But he's he's dropping every match. So this is one of those um not, I mean I don't mean I don't mean to compare Seth freaking Rollins and Big Bill, but you you can't teach big just like you can't teach being Teflon and Seth Rollins being the performer in the the five and six six star match. No matter what he does, he looks phenomenal. And Big Bill uh, continues to lose, but he looked very very strong. I'm a huge Moriarty fan, and yeah. uh, that cat style, <laughs> uh, cat style rap that he got hit with by the acclaim on uh, Wednesday was hilarious. But, <laughs> um, definitely, uh, definitely looked good. Nice build to the uh, the Casino Battle Royal. And, uh, so they get attacked, they cut to a commercial, come back and the scene is orange Cassidy shows up. He's got his backpack. No one will tell him, Hey, who did it? And he asks the ref, Hey, what happened? And they said it was, you know, they said who it was. And, um, then they, so they don't go to a commercial right after that, thankfully, but unfortunately Mm -hmm. they go to a woman's match, which not unfortunately now we get a women's match but because they're moving to the match so quickly you know you're getting a pitch and pitcher and then you're getting a commercial um 
So yeah, so we cut to the cut to the cut to the match. It's Willow Nightingale, one of the newest signees to the AEW roster. Uh, I think she was she did some stuff with Ring of Honor, uh, yep. real popular in um, uh, ICW and PCW, which was a, a northeastern United States uh, promotion. And so the match goes on, and uh, it was um, hmm. It was a good match. The, uh, you know, some of the facials I thought were really good. Willow has this, uh, has this facial when, you know, she's getting, uh, she's willowing up kind of like what yeah. Hulkster used to do. Yep. They, uh, have their exchange, some solid shots, uh, did some action out on the, uh, out on the side of the outside of the ring. And they probably spent about two and a half minutes outside the ring. And then they cut to it picture in picture, and the commercial is another two minutes. Then they so picture in picture, and then they cut to a commercial. And I'm like, wow. So the match was about two and a half minutes in. They go to a picture in picture, and then they go to a commercial. So it was like, okay, six minutes in, more than half of it is uh, whether it's picture in picture or commercial. They come back to uh, they come back into the ring. Willow starts to hulk up or uh, starts to willow up. However, she pulls her strap down like she's like how Kurt Angle used to do before he put <laughs> yep. him in the angle lock. And uh, uh, it, you know they continue to uh, fight it out. Boom! Uh, the uh, sweet ass music, sweet cheek music, whatever. And uh, Tony. I mean, gets it is a sweet ass, but yeah, it moves the sweet cheek music. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Tony gets the win, uh, all in total. It was, uh, just about nine minutes of, uh, ring time and almost half of it was during a commercial. Yep. Uh, yeah, I thought this was a great match. I really enjoyed this match. Um, I think Willow has got something about her. Just, mm-hmm. Fans just love her. I don't think Tony can have a bad match. Uh, everything I've seen her do in, uh, aw other than a couple here and there is she's strong she's stiff looking yeah uh, it was decent um yeah. not not as good as the bucks mats obviously there, were, there weren't like calls yeah. and i'm like oh my gosh you definitely got to watch this but yeah. i thought it was a pretty good match I, I enjoyed enjoyed it i enjoy the work what willow does um i'd like to see their them push her to be the one to take out cargill if, if we're not getting stratlander back soon like let's start pushing willow nightingale Ooh, yeah i think mm. willow and jade in a match would be great. I think I think they've had a match in the past. It was very good. I think you can build Willow up and have her be the one to take down Jade Cargill. Yeah, uh, Willow had a, has a really nice move set. Um, she's super strong, and that uh, cannonball that she did yes. in the corner, uh, not quite as smooth as Kevin Owens, but pretty pretty damn close. So, and she's um, an uber uber baby face. Like, yeah, she's the crowd. The crowd yeah. digs her. That's a good one uh, for the like what we were talking about before. Like, who's the one to unseat Jade? And I, you know, racking my brain. The only, I really like. I, I'm looking forward to when uh, Statlander comes back. So yeah, um, me too. I'll, I'll keep my eye on the uh, on the rats and see what's good. What's good for that? So so the uh, so the match ends and just in true heel fashion, um, they have a uh, spray paint strategically placed under the ring and uh, they're getting ready to spray paint 
and um, Soraya was having a hard time getting the cap off. I'm like, oh, better hurry up. And out <laughs> comes uh, Ruby, her music hits. And then quickly after that, uh, Jamie Hader's music hits. So Jamie comes running out and in, in tow, maybe two, three seconds behind, Britt is back there. Kind of mm-hmm. like what you were talking about before, like, hmm, okay, I guess I'll go out there. So they, uh, they, I think they're setting something up more so, more than just the three-way dance with um, Ruby, Hater, and Soraya. I think there's the, you know, the, the this could be this could be the story. This could be the women's storyline that we've been waiting for because there's so many inner intertwining yeah. threads with the with the insiders and the outsiders and the, um, the, the, the slow burn and turn with Britt Baker, you know, who doesn't want to be champion? You get into professional wrestling or really any sport to be a champion. So yep. this could be, this could be the slow burning story that, uh, that, you know, women's wrestling has been waiting for. Yeah, I agree. Uh, they, they almost pulled the trigger on it a while back. Then they backed off on it. Because it was going on the same time as the Wardlow okay. MJF storyline, so they kind of backed off on it. Because why would you do the same storyline twice, uh, especially concurrent? But yeah, I, I could see it heating that back up for sure. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be a lot of fun. So uh, show continues, and now we're backstage again, and um, the acclaim and Billy get attacked by the guns. And I'm like, oh, nice, you know, going on yeah. their little war path, trying to, uh, you know, soften up the crowd or, you know, soften up their uh, soften up their opponents because, um, you know, that's what they do. Their heels and um, the little smack talk goes on and then it wraps up, cuts to a commercial, comes back. And now there's a piece about uh, Jade Cargill and. Uh, I, oof, yeah, I'm totally <laughs> impressed with Jade. I, I got, I got nothing. So on the, uh, on the, uh, attacks in the back with the tag team, mm-hmm. I like that as a follow up from Wednesday night when they talked about, Hey, when the guns went to Satin M Singh and them and said, Hey, why don't we take out all of our competition and just make it the two of us. So I, I like the little detail that they continue this on right after in kayfabe you know, three days later, Hey, these yeah. guys are on me. Let's go jump them. So I appreciated that fact of it, that they, they carried that storyline on it. And hopefully we're going into Wednesday's show, which will be the go home dynamite. Uh-huh. They'll do a little more into it. So yeah, I appreciate that. And then, yeah, Jade is Jade. Um, I feel like they need to give her some direction. Uh-huh. Uh, she's just floating there. The 53. No, it's getting stale. Uh-huh. I almost want to see her lose the title now and go away for a little bit and then make a return. Uh, even though we don't see her on TV much, but I just, it's, it's getting kind of, yeah. okay, we get it. Like she's squashing people. All right, well, let's put her in some matches and I understand she's working through it, but um, yeah, I'm ready for her to get into a real program. Yep. Like we can have two, two women's programs going on. You could have Jade in a program and you could have the, the world title program going on at the same time. And I feel like because they have this outsider insider thing going on, they've dropped Jade just, oh yeah, she'll have her squash matches and keep building up her. Well, yeah. why, why not just do, it goes back to our whole thing we were just talking yeah. about. Yeah. It's almost like how Austin theory is the, uh, the, uh, Monday night raw title that, you know, he's the champion that shows up on the show. So 
So they're yep. like, okay, we'll just have Jade be the champion of Rampage. But yeah, I think they could do a lot more with her. Uh, get some of the get some of the women healthy again, and you know, around the world title, around the women's world title, you've got like four or five strong right. uh, characters. You could do two or three strong characters around the the TBS title. Yep, and you know, maybe build. And I, I don't want to say like a bloodline thing, but make the baddies get strong again. Have a, you know, have a manager or a mouthpiece, maybe a dude in there and yep. uh, make him submissive and he has to do the bidding and, you know, build that up. And then, you know, from inside, he's like, oh, I can't do this anymore with, with what, whoever the, the nemesis is for Jade. And, uh, yeah, so I, I think that would, uh, I think, I think that could be something. So, uh, good luck to Jade and what, uh, what she's got going on. Keep your social media game going. She's strong on socials. Yeah. Uh, looks great. Um, and she's, she's, uh, doing some movies and some TV stuff too. So that might be, um, you know, another, you know, another part of it. So she's doing some cross promotion stuff with TBS. So good for her. So we go back to uh, we go to a commercial comeback, and now we've got uh, Mr. Bryce Saturn. I think he's a Phoenix local, and uh, <laughs> Lance Archer comes walking out. He's like three quarters of the way down the ring, or down to the ring, and you you see Jake the Snake in tow, <laughs> and then next thing you know, this dude's airborne. I'm like, why? <laughs> why are you gonna attack the Lance murder Archer. hawk? <laughs> yeah. And like, whew. and you know, they were talking about how athletic he was uh, when he was a he was a kid in Texas. He played football. He was a quarterback, and then uh, you know, when he was working his way up through uh, the ranks in professional wrestling, he was this tall string bean, and uh, that's why it never worked out for him with the WWE. They were like, "Yeah, you got to put on a hundred pounds." Well, he's put on that hundred pounds. He was gone for a little while. Came back with a new look. He got rid of the uh, one big braid with the red in it. Went with the uh, all white multi braid look, and um, just looked just phenomenal. Yeah, smashed Mister Bryce. Hopefully his affairs are in order because <laughs> uh, he's. I don't think he's going to be talking, walking, or doing much for the next little bit. So hopefully he got paid pretty good by AEW. Yeah, uh, not much to say. Good squash. Uh, yep. Good to see Lance Archer back on TV. I yep. uh, hope they do something more with him, but we'll see. It was good to see him. Yeah, yeah. they talked about some of the action that he's been, or some of the things that he's been up to while he was gone. He did some good work with New Japan. He was in a tag team uh, tag team uh, tournament over there. Um, he did do a couple of um, singles matches over there that he looked really good. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's a multi-time um iwgp united states champion so it's not that he's never won a title or he couldn't carry a title so he's he's very charismatic he's got a great mouthpiece excuse me mouthpiece with him so it's just a matter of time um i think till uh tony figures out what what to do with another big guy because you know he's completely enamored sam um Tony is completely enamored with Samoa Joe and um, 
you know, hopefully he looks at uh, Lance Archer as that new toy again and uh, puts him in a program maybe with uh, Wardlow or something. That I can would see be uh, a lot. Of fun. Yeah, I could see Lance going to Ring of Honor too. Okay. Being coming a one of the staples of Ring of Honor because he could do some good matches like him and Claudio for the title, or mm-hmm. he'd be good at Ring of Honor with some of the people they're looking at bringing in over there. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be uh, that'd be in- very very interesting, and you know he'd be fun with Claudio. He can work with uh, smaller smaller uh, wrestlers because he you know he just about everybody wrestles yep. against is smaller, but a lot of his work in New Japan too would absolutely facilitate some of that oh yeah he could help with that cross promotion stuff so yep. uh yeah so they cut to a commercial cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Uh, and they do a video package that, uh, and I'm a big Dustin, Dustin fan too. I know, you know, he's getting ready to wrap up his career. So, um, sort of reflecting on watching him come up pre gold dust and, you know, who he is now. And, uh, so they touch on, they touch on him and Keith Lee putting sort of a, um, I don't want to say odd pairing, but not a pairing that you would think right. uh, before uh, Keith Lee shows up. And they show the video when they're just carving up Dustin's face. And I was just like, man. <laughs> and again, I'm... You have to fast forward it. Dude, it was so freaking... It was more graphic than when it originally happened. I don't know if they slowed it down or I just... <laughs> <laughs> So they, um, so they uh, go through. So the video package swerve, this guy, you know. And again, it goes back to a title makes a man, a man makes a title. Whatever title this guy ends up holding, absolutely. he is absolutely both. Both him and the title are going to be elevated. And yep. uh, I'd like to see him and um, Sammy Guevara. Yeah, oh know? yeah. And I, I. You know, Sammy is super smooth, little cocky. Um, Swerve is lightning quick, super powerful for his body size, and can go with just about anybody. So I think I think he is uh, he's going to be a lot of fun. So that package super. wraps up, and they're going to have a tag team uh, match coming up here. And I I'm in. I am I'm yep. all in. Keith Lee versus Keith Lee and Dustin versus the affiliates. That is going to be freaking phenomenal. Yeah. I was going to say about Swerve, super humble and nice guy yeah. too. I met him uh, last year at the River City River, uh, WrestleCon. 
again, one of the days you left, <laughs> he came in, oh, didn't man. have a booth or anything. He was just there. Yeah. And, uh, it was like $5 to meet him. Nobody was there. So I walked up, we talked super nice, super humble dude. Yeah. So yeah, he's really cool. Yeah. He's got really a great good podcast dude. too. Yeah. I heard it's really uh, good. Swerve I have to check City. it out. Yeah. It started on the WWE network too. And, um, yeah, he's uh, he's he's really good. I I appreciate what uh, what he's got going on. Cool. You yeah. so uh, cut to a commercial comes back, and the um, the main event gets ready to come on. And tonight's main event is Action Andretti, who's been wrestling since uh, twenty eighteen. He's four and zero on AEW, and he's in the main event. I'm like. Okay, well, it's Rampage, and so good. <laughs> he's going against Sammy Guevara. Now, Sammy Guevara is married to Ty Conti. Has nothing to do with the match. I just wanted to talk about that. So, <laughs> you just wanted to bring uh, up Ty Conti, yeah, <laughs> and and think so, for a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so uh, she she has a, an awesome move set. So she would, you know, she would be another one if you could uh, get that whole JAS thing figured out. Um, cause there's a couple of, uh, women that are tied up within that. And then you've got Penelope Ford, uh, yeah. once bunny is back with her and yet another injury. Um, she's, uh, she's not as, uh, haunted as Chelsea green is, but have they, yeah, uh, so she's, she's been bumping around. So. Have they come out with what, it, how she's doing after that match? I hadn't seen anything. I've been trying to find it. Yeah. I haven't Nothing. heard anything. She's only posted a couple of things on socials and there's been no pictures of her specific. She just posted some funny, some funny, uh, Man. cartoon. Yeah. Cartoonish things. Hope, so. she, hope she's good. You know, yeah. you said that you, you brought that up and I, and I'm thinking, I'm like, man, they really do have a really good women's roster. Mm-hmm. I, cause you brought up Ty Conte, you've got Penelope Ford, you've got Anna J, um, Ruby Soho, well, she's in the title picture now, but they've got uh, Abaddon, if you watch Dark, Nyla Rose, who is phenomenal. I don't know why she's not on TV more. Yeah. Sky Blue, Willow Nightingale. There are some really strong mm-hmm. female wrestlers out there that you could build some stories around and yeah. have them featured on our show. And, and they need to start heating up the Ring of Honor women's roster, too, because yep. Athena's holding Athena. the title. You, you haven't seen her on TV uh, Martina Mercedes Martinez. Uh, yep, I forgot about her too. On, she Another super nice person. Something. Oh, she was awesome when she was sitting there talking with um, with Edie. I was just like, Oh yeah, that is so cool. You guys were uh, talking smack because you both had the same uh, same sneakers on. Yep, and uh, I just like you know, there's so many great athletes or you know wrestlers out there yep. that you know are. Um, I forgot about Abaddon. She's uh, she's she's another good one. You know, one of the best women's rosters and production of um, in wrestling is on Impact. And yes, uh, Impact good- just did their uh, No Surrender last night, and that had some really good action. And I won't give up too much of the matches um, if you know if uh, you're going to go sit down and watch. But the the matches were fantastic. Um, and then the segment with uh, Dave LaGreca, Bully, and Tommy Dreamer. Freaking Bully is a dirtbag. That's uh, yeah, breaking news. Yeah, I'll go check it out. I didn't see it. Breaking news. Uh, for those of you who like coffee, 
and appreciate how your face feels before coffee is thrown in it. And then I mentioned Tony, or I'm sorry, Tommy Dreamer and Bully. Uh, Bully did not get coffee in his face. So that's all I'll say there. So, <laughs> terrible. So uh, so the, the package, again, you've got the tag team, Keith Lee and uh, Dustin against the affiliates. I think that's going to be a gruesome match. And um, I don't know where I'm going to watch it from. I'll probably have a my face covered. Blanket over your head. Yeah. <laughs> so then, uh, so now we're in the main event. And just like they do on uh, Rampage every Friday, you've got the world's strongest man. And uh, he's backstage. He's got the microphone. And you have the, the, the pitchers of the two competitors or tag teams. They talk a little bit of smack. Well, I guess the time for talking is done. It's time for the main event. And, man, I, I really, really like this match. And I wasn't a big fan of Daniel Garcia's character. Mm-hmm. But now he's made it his personal mission <laughs> to make sure that Sammy Guevara gets the respect that he deserves. So now he's like so over the top. Yep. And, you know, just like the JAS, you know, they were sports entertainers. Uh, you know, Daniel is coming out of his quiet, uh, quiet, pretty boy from Buffalo look and talk to uh, being a snarky sports entertainer it'll be interesting when they repackage this jas or jericho does he continue to you know go on that trajectory and um you know and then you've got chris jericho up in commentary talking about how sammy guevara is going to get revenge and i thought no he's not going to get revenge because he keeps talking about it but uh you know i'm like there he's not going to get revenge there's no way and the match in and of itself was amazing uh, amazing the the athleticism and strength of those two men uh just excellent yep all over the place uh super strong the the one thing that keeps sticking out in my head is when sammy i don't even know i don't even know what to call it throws andrade up in the air catches him and just drops him straight down Mm -hmm. I, i don't even know what to call it but it was just slick as all get out uh, Andretti hitting the, uh, Spanish fly coming off the ropes. That's um, awesome. Yeah. That match was really, really impressive. Uh, both men. And I think there's some interesting storytelling in it too, because now Sammy has beaten Andretti, whereas Jericho didn't. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of curious if that's going to lead into anything, especially let's say if now Jericho loses to Starks. So now, Technically, Garcia beat Starks, and mm-hmm. Jericho hasn't yet. So now you're looking at it that Jericho's lost all these people that his protégés are winning to. Yeah. So maybe that's what we're going to look at as the new evolution of Jericho is like, hey, wait a minute, <laughs> I've brought these guys up. Now I'm losing and they're winning. So yeah, interesting and, storytelling there. You know, they're it's like they're slow burning, they're slow burning Judgment Day's breakup, ejecting or jettisoning uh, Edge and. Um, you know, I, I don't, uh, I don't know where Swagger or Hager stands in all of this besides absolutely loving his hat. Right. But, uh, (laughs) that was so funny, but yeah, that would be, um, that'd be interesting to, uh, 
how how that unfolds. And you can kind of see the the look on Sammy's face too as they're coming down, mm-hmm. and uh, you know Garcia's hugging on hugging on or uh, Sammy is hugging on Garcia. Garcia's making this odd face. And then Sammy's body language as Garcia starts to talk, it's like this relationship of convenience right now, but how right. long, you know, how long will it exist? And, uh, yep. yeah, so they, they kept talking about the fluke victory. They cut to a pitcher and pitcher. And then during the match, um, Excalibur starts talking about, uh, next week's show. So, um, I'm, it, they, they had this funny piece where um, Stokely is upset because Hook oh, yeah. just got reinstated and he's walking and um, Stokely Hathaway is the leader, the mouthpiece non-wrestler of Ethan Page's little little group. And um, Stokely's like, all right, uh, it's going to be all ego. And then all ego's like, yeah, Matt Hardy is going to go against him. And you know the their their group is going to be banned from uh, ringside, and um, it's going to be a no DQ. So now Matt Hardy has to go against Hook in a no DQ match without any support. That you know they they usually have shenanigans, uh, you know, with with that group. Oh, see, I heard that differently. So, I thought I thought Matt Hardy said he was so confident if he wins. Or if he loses, he would give Hook a match with Stokely. That would be no DQ, and they'd be banned from ringside. Yeah, so that that's how. Um, no, so if he loses, so if he loses, then he gets a match with Stokely. So the right. conditions of the match with Matt Hardy and Hook. Oh, okay. Are okay. nobody's going to be ringside, and it's a no DQ. Okay. And he's so confident that he's going to win that if he doesn't win, then uh, Stokely has to face Hook. And this whole time, like, again, we talk about why did they just drop the story with 10 leaving the Dark Order? And why did they just drop the story and push for Ethan Page when, you know, he was the number one contender? And now there's this distracting, odd story with um, the TNT champion and uh, Ring of Honor TV champion against Wardlow. And Ethan Page is just like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm just going to be part of this group. Right. So anyway, so they go back uh, just as that commercial ends. Boom, Spanish fly. And I was just, wow. Man, yep. just. Oof. Yeah, s- strong yeah. match. It was a really strong rampage, in my opinion. It yeah. Started with a banger, ended with a banger. Yep. Yeah. So, uh yeah, so that uh, ends up with Savannah, uh, Sammy Guevara getting the victory over uh, Andrade, uh, Andrade, and um, Andretti, Andretti, like Andretti. race car. Yeah, and um, out comes Jericho to the ring. They hug, and um, I don't know, man. Like you said, now, now I'm gonna, I'm gonna watch all the interaction. How, how is this gonna work? So yeah. I think it's gonna be. I think it's going to be um, hmm, it's going to be interesting. So great yep, match, very much so. a lot of fun. Probably the it was probably the longest match of the night. Uh, definitely deserved it. They told a great story. Um, maybe the tag team match was a little bit a uh, little bit uh, longer, but um, yeah, good time. 
had a little bit of distraction. Garcia got uh, got his got his hand involved in there. So I think now it'll be Garcia against Andretti at some point. Probably, yeah. And um, yeah, so good deal. So out comes uh, Jericho. They hug and uh, cuts to the end of the show. And I was just like, man, I am not disappointed. Great hour of professional wrestling. Some funny talk. They advanced some stories. Yep. Let me know what was coming up with Revolution, March 5th. And um, they're coming from the Cow Palace, uh, March 5th. So I I was not disappointed at all in Rampage last night. No, not at all. Uh, I, yeah, I thought it was a great show. Um, You know, it's that time of the day where we, or the time of the the week where we decide what our show of the week was. Uh, Rampage almost takes it from me. Dynamite was good. But just, it's tough. I don't know. It's a tie between Rampage and Dynamite for me personally. Uh, I, I gave Ram. I'll give Rampage four beards, uh, and then straight up, gonna apologize to the fans. I was a lot quieter during the SmackDown stuff, but like I, I was telling Jared, I'm trying really hard to get back into it. <laughs> I do get a little more excited about the AEW yeah. stuff. I enjoy the in-ring work more. Um, and like I said, there are like three things going on in WWE that I appreciate, and that's mm-hmm. the Bloodline for sure the Cody road stuff and the Dom stuff, just cause it's goofy. Uh-huh. Everything else is just kind of filler for me. Whereas AEW, even the matches in WWE, just I'm trying to get better appreciated. There's a different style to them. And I understand that. So I'm trying to appreciate that. But for me, AEW style in the ring, the, the go, 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 the fun, there's several storylines and micro storylines and little mini yeah. side spinoff storylines that could happen that I just enjoy following and digging into. And as WWE, gets back into that swing uh, with with Papa H uh, being the one booking and uh, assuming yep. it stays that way, uh, I could see more li- more stories like the bloodline going on and then, yes, getting more involved in it. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so, yeah, four beards on uh, Rampage for me, and I, I think it might have edged out and became my show of the week. It could be recency, recent, recency bias because I just watched it last night and I don't remember Dynamite sticking out of my head as such a banger. I do remember some stuff on Dynamite. Uh-huh. The Mox Una match was great. But yeah, I think Rampage overall it was my show of the week with four, four beards. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with you. I think four beards is uh, is a fair, fair grading. Um, the I like the way the show was structured. It kept me engaged, kept me entertained. And like this discussion and sidebars that we're having, I was having them with myself. Yep. I was like, well, wait a minute. I'm watching the body language and I'm taking down notes. I'm like, well, where then when they did uh, uh, Jade's piece, I started writing down, hey, you know, we need to do a March show. We need to do a, a Black History Month show. She could be on damn both. You know, one yeah. of the most women, one of the most dominant um one of the most dominant African-American women, black women of wrestling in the last decade. And she's only been around for a minute and, you know, four beards, absolutely uh, easy day. I, I really enjoyed um, Friday night SmackDown. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this is this. I'm, I think this is going to be my favorite show. And I had that in my head going into uh, rampage. And it was ten twenty or so when um, when I started Rampage. So, and I didn't fast forward. I did not fast forward through anything because I know 
during um, Rampage, they do a lot of picture and picture. And uh, yeah, Rampage is my uh, show of the week because sure. it kept me engaged. It kept uh, it kept me super super entertained, and it helped advance storylines. It told me what had already happened, what is coming, and then they reminded me about um, that we're going to see Tony or we're going to see uh, Starks and Jericho. We're going to mm -hmm. see uh, some awesome tag team action with, with Keith Lee and Dustin Rhodes in, in the ring. And uh, yeah, so Four Beards and Rampage is my show of the week. Yeah, and just put it out there, Rampage traditionally is not very good. So yes. I think we've hit it on a couple good ones. Yeah, But here's a testament to it, right? So uh, SmackDown is two hours long. I think we recorded the podcast. We were done in 50-something minutes. Yep. Rampage is an hour long, and we're at 55 minutes and just wrapping it up because there's yep. so much more to talk about and things to get into and dive into. Yep. So, but here, yeah. Here, man. Here, here. Good stuff, Love man. Love it. Well, very cool. Congratulations to all the winners and everyone who was there at the Footprint Center in Phoenix. As they say, I'm jelly. I wish I had been there. So... Not that uh, I'm sad because I'm here in Florida. I'm getting ready to go to the pool and uh, cannonball uh, Mrs. Ellie Jair. She's, uh, she doesn't know that right now. She's about to get cannonballed. So. <laughs> uh, but with that, uh, congratulations to Rampage for the four beard rating and our show of the week. That's so, right. Yes, sir. And so, I want to thank all of our fans uh, real quick. Thank you all. Uh, said it, I'm going to say it at the end to everyone. I appreciate everything you guys do. I appreciate the fact that within a month, we've got 2,000 downloads and growing. Please keep it up. Spread the word. Uh, if you enjoy us, let us know. Give us that five-star rating on iTunes. Leave us a comment. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all the fun social media sites, TikTok, at No Shave Man Cave. Um, yeah, check us out. Leave us some comments. Give us some feedback. Let us know what you think so we can continue to get better. Absolutely. And uh, with that, I'm Ellie Jair. And I'm Jay Tilly. Thank you for joining us on this fantastic Friday Rampage review. We will see you very soon. Take care of one another. Take care of yourself. And we'll see you on the floor. You've been listening to the No Shave Men Cave. If it's pro wrestling, we're talking about it. Unless we see something shiny and wander off into the woods. If you hang around long enough, we'll eventually come back. We hope you've enjoyed the show. Fire off your comments and be sure to leave us a five-star rating. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, YouTube, and TikTok at No Shave Man Cave. Y'all be cool. And we'll see you next time on The Floor. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.